Jeez, Dad, not the car again. Oh, happens all the time with old Betsy. Have you checked out Carvana yet? They have thousands of cars for under $20,000. But do those thousands of cars have personality like old Betsy? Betsy's held together by tape. And there are raccoons living in the engine. It's a family car. Uh, there are flames on the hood? Ah, custom paint job. No, Dad, the car's on fire. How many cars did you say Carvana had? Visit Carvana.com to shop thousands of cars for under $20,000. We'll drive you happy at Carvana. When Arsenal knocks on the door of players, it's a different knock than other clubs. Maybe we'll have a good surprise for you. That's Vieira! Absolutely fantastic! Thierry Henry! He scored! He scored for Arsenal! It is just what Thierry Emmerich Aubameyang does. Gabriel Martinelli has equalised for the Gunners! Welcome back to the Different Knock Podcast, episode number 34, with Alexander Moneypenny and my very good friend, Bradley Adams. We're back. Here we are. We back. We back. We hope you enjoyed the Christmas special. Merry Christmas if you do celebrate it. Happy holidays otherwise. Um, how are you, Brad? I'm good, thanks, mate. Uh, feeling a bit more jovial this morning than I did last night after the match, but... Yeah, we, <laughs> we, we were going to record after last night's match, and then we thought, let's not do that. Yeah. <laughs> I think it it could have it could have turned into um a, a bit of a shit show. Let's say that. Yeah. Um yeah. I think I think sometimes it, these things require a bit more of a a bit more of a distance and a bit more of a, a kind of a, a delicate clear, touch. Yeah, a clear clear thinking because you know this is this is really difficult. And I don't want to kind of go in too hard at the beginning of the podcast, but like I I I'm kind of accepting that we're in crisis now. Like, this is kind of, this is crisis. Like, if, if we weren't in crisis before, if we weren't in crisis, say, after Spurs, after Burnley, after the the, the Southampton game, say, mm. I th- I think we are, well, no, Southampton we drew, but, you know, you know what I mean? I think it was, I think, it, I don't know if it was Read the Game or Tiki Taka Connor, just to shout out those two absolute legends on Twitter, um, that tweeted that it genuinely is surprising how it's a current conversation that we're worried about getting relegated. And one of the things that a lot of Arsenal fans don't want to even broach is the possible dismissal of the manager. And it just, like, we are. We are absolutely in free fall and crisis. We can't pick a goal or result for nowhere. And you sent me a voice note last night, which we can get into now or later, that I think hits the nail it, well, I think it hits 50% of the nail on the head. And then the other 50% is... Like a is, bad craftsman. Yeah, like a bad craftsman. Sort and of then slightly misses. <laughs> the other 50% is to be discussed. Hits his thumb. But uh, <laughs> yeah, it's... Um, we're fu- like, at the moment, it doesn't seem like anything's going to change, which means that we're just going to continue to fall and fall and fall and fall and fall, which is very, very scary. Yeah, I, I I'm slightly more optimistic than that, but yeah, let's we'll we'll jump into that later. Um, okay, Arsenal lost four one at the Emirates uh, to a very, mm-hmm. I mean, to be honest, not a crazily um, proficient Man City side. I, I felt like they didn't really massively get out of first second gear. Really, first gear. <laughs> yeah. um, they were, you know, but ultimately, yeah, we'll we'll sort of get into it. So the 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 lineup then. I think what struck me, and I re- and I was watching it on Sky, and you know when it comes up with the graphics, and you sort of have mm. the players, and they come out, and they got their folded arms and whatever. 
I just look at that side and I think, well, I think maybe this is a good good time to bring up the 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 voice note I sent you because I I, yeah. I, I do think like okay, so we had you know Runison and Goal, um, Mustafi and Kalasinac as our you know kind of as a three, um, uh, El Nani and Sabas as our as our uh, double pivot in the middle, and Martinelli was was playing as well, and obviously we had. A, Others, yeah. I just, I'm just, I'm, I'm just looking at this team. Mm-hmm. I, I think the problem is, I, I, it came up, and I just went. None of those players. I, I would say, let's say, let's say Gabriel. May, maybe Martinelli. No, yeah, Gabriel and Martinelli for sure, and Maitland Niles. Maitland Niles. Maybe even know that they are going to be here next year. No, f- same. I think Suarez knows he's going to be here next year because he's a fresh signing for sure. But what? But 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 in terms of whether they're going to be first team or like pushing in the first team next year? Oh yeah, saying? yeah, no, 100%. like they're they're players who who we they are desired at Arsenal. They're valued at Arsenal. They're not backup third backup right backs. You know, sort of thing. Like players in that side yeah. who we know for sure are going to be playing in Arsenal's first team or around the first team mm-hmm. next year. No, I agree. And ha- ha- so, 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 my question on the lineup is like, if you're putting a lineup out of eleven players, and this, and this is the thing, is like, you know, where to apportion blame on this? But if we're just taking this in isolation, if you're putting out a lineup of eleven players, nine of which, nine of which, could be argued to have a case to leave in the summer, could, or could be argued certainly are not guaranteed minutes next year. Why would they bother? With a with a Carabao Cup game, what? Why? Yeah, this is what this this was one of the big issues that I took from last night. Like last night's game didn't matter. It's it's almost a free hit in the sense that like at the moment we need to kind of arrest our league form, make sure that we're performing better in the league, and focusing on that. So last night was an opportunity to get fans on side and to play Balogun, to play Smith Rowe, to play Aziz, to play. Um, We've got quite a good young left back prospect called Joe 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 Lopez, I yeah. think. Joel Lopez. There's another guy who's Play playing. He's 18 and playing under 23s as well. I think he's a right back. I yeah. Can't tell you his name. Um, there's a couple of like solid, solid options. Who okay, they're not going to be solid for Premier constant Premier League football. But in a Carabao Cup game, are you te- like we we probably would have lost by the same result. Yeah. You know, and and Saliba is another question. We've watched Mustafi make two or three glaring errors last night. One where he just doesn't head the ball out and it leads to a goal. And I think this is this is where I do really start to kind of put blame upon the manager because we're now, we're playing players. I tweeted it out last night. We played a centre-back last night in Mustafi and then the other centre-back in Kalazanak or both other side of Gabriel who... Who bless him, you know, he's he it's basically like he's had two corpses next to him last night and has had to try and hold the whole defense together. Who were gonna leave in the summer? Kalazanak was almost off to buy a Leverkusen this summer, but uh, they couldn't figure out a wage packet deal, so he will probably be off next summer. And then Mustafi's contract ends in in, in June. So you're picking it looks like he's off to Barca. <laughs> or it could possibly be going to Barca because they're they've got a bit of an injury crisis, I think, with their centre backs or something, because that's the only reason I think they'd fucking buy him. But um you're talking about the, we've got 
two of those players leaving and we've got a 30 million pound top tier prospect center back on not even making the bench and you know you look at Wesley Fofana who has been seen and written as as Saliba's inferior and he's fucking balling it out for Leicester he's he's had some of the best players in this league in his back pocket and obviously there is a difference in that Saliba has had some personal issues with his family and all of that but he's at the club and he's 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 coming out on Twitter saying that he's like locked up in jail because he's not being played underneath like Gwen Doozy's comments. Like the man obviously wants to play. And this is why I do believe it is time for a massive, massive change. Yeah. Because he's it's it's not only is it the the squad's fault, which is why I, I said I think I, I don't know if I tweeted it out after this game or after the last game. Only getting rid of 50% of the problem is never going to fix the problem. If we only sack Mikel, uh, which I only believe is about 30% of the problem, we we don't fix the problem. If we sack Mikel, we need to sack Edu. And if we sack, um, we also need to sack about nine or 10 members of the first team squad. Yeah, I, I tweeted last night, hashtag Arsenal out. Because I feel like that's the... Yeah, hop that, <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, the thing it's is, the is, if it is going to be that, it needs to be a complete refresh and a complete... Mm. You know, because you look at the signings of the summer. Okay, uh, Party currently hasn't worked out because he's been injured. But the second injury is because we rushed him back against Spurs and now we've lost him for possibly another six weeks. Then you look at, you know, the Gabriel signing has definitely work out, worked out. You look at, okay, the Cedric deal, uh, the Mari deal is okay. The Cedric deal is the one that's very strange for me because unless we were 100% going to sell Bellerin or... Maitland in the summer we should never have signed him and uh, the Willian deal is atrocious the Runison deal is you know I I, I, don't, I can't really blame Runison because at the end of the day he was second choice at 16th place in Ligue 1 like we, we should never have expected a fucking worldie mm. I, I think yeah it's, it's really difficult because like I kind of understand why we put that lineup out like I get that we're we're trying to get a win and we're trying to get some momentum and we're trying to put some experienced players out because you retweeted something from Tim Stillman which which hit quite the I think that hit the nail on the head in that every like it's it's not even fifty percent of the nail yeah a hundred percent of the nail everyone's calling this <laughs> a, like a long term project but it's not a it's a win now project if we're if we're consistently playing players like Kalazanak, Mustafi Suarez Elneny Sabios Maitland Niles. Uh, Kalazanak, uh, I think I've just said Kalazanak, Magalesh in these games over people like, yeah. you know, your Balogans, your Smith Rose, your Aziz's. Yeah. He said, if Mustafi and Kalazanak are in the squad and Saliba isn't, this is not a long term project. It is a must win now project and should be judged absolutely on immediate results. 100%. 100%. I, I, I slightly temper my agreement in, in the fact that I, I just, just. I'm very conscious I'm always defending Arteta. I, I, there's a lot of problems. But the I do understand why he has picked that team in terms of I understand that he's trying to get a bit of momentum. Sorry, the sun in my eyes. Fucking hell. Oh, mate, it's fucking pissing it down where I am. Bright, brighter than Jesus's teeth, mate. Jesus. Mate, it's absolutely pissing it down where I am. Um, fucking hell, that is so... It's going through two of my curtains. Jesus. Um, so, um, yeah, I, I, I understand why he's picked that because... 
we're trying to pick up some momentum, but I do, you know, the fact that there's no space, you know, what are we going to learn from, it's not, it's not an either or, we're not going to learn anything from Mustafi. Why not just stick Saliba in? What's the worst that can happen? And the thing is, what's what's strange is, if he picks Saliba and he had an awful game, everyone would be going, oh, maybe Arteta's right. He's not ready. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? Like, it's such a, it's such a weird thing to do. So I I do, yeah, it's a really strange lineup. And, you know, he did bring on Smith Rowe he did bring on Balogun. So, you know, I do get that. But yeah, but it's not, it's, they, they're not getting, reg- they're, they're getting 15 minutes here, 20 minutes there, 35 minutes here. It's, it is just getting to be to the point. And I said this a while back. At the end of the day, obviously, the players are at fault as well. I, I like Mustafi not heading it out for the first goal is ridiculous. Runison spilling it into his own net is ridiculous. Kalazanak not setting through Balogun when it's literally the easiest side foot pass I've ever seen is ridiculous. All of these things coming from the players is a massive letdown. But currently, in my opinion, because at the end of the day, this is all opinion. Arteta is getting every decision that he has to make wrong. He's getting every single major decision wrong. And it is getting to a point where we would not come back up out of the championship because of the amount of soft players that we have. Like I'm seeing, you know, just regular jostling in the box and Ceballos going down and holding his face because he's been clipped by a finger. And these kind of things. And I just think that it is better for us to stop the rot, to flush the club, and to say, do you know what? We might finish fucking 15th this year or 14th or 12th, but I would prefer that and just get somebody in who is willing to change his ideas. And because that's the that's the moniker for me of a great manager. Sir Alex Ferguson never played the same way, like twice, as in like, if he had to, he had different plans for different oppositions. You know, one of our main criticisms of Wenger in his last kind of, the f- last four or five years of his tenure was that, he was so rigid in the way that he set his teams out to play football. But Guardiola is constantly changing things. You know, Klopp is constantly changing things. They they have the same sort of system and the same style of play, but they implement certain things differently. The issue is, is we are just doing the same things over and over and over again. And he looks lost because he still looks surprised when it doesn't work. And he talks about, oh, you know, we had a 67% chance of winning against Everton and we had a this percent chance of winning against Spurs and this is the issue right uh and we, we've obviously we love a metric we love a stat but one thing I'd love to kind of get your opinion on is out of all of these games out of the Everton game that we lost out of the Southampton game that we drew out of the uh the City game that we just lost out of the um what was the other one what was the other one that I've literally just mentioned and I'm an idiot for forgetting. Burnley? Burnley. Burnley. All of these games. When was the last time you've seen one of our strikers miss a sitter? The one I can think of is Lacazette, in that he like air kicks it in one of the like one of our last few defeats. But even then, we're not creating clear-cut opportunities. And it doesn't matter how many crosses we put into the box, unless it is creating a clear opportunity and a clear cut opportunity for our striker to score or even get a shot off on target. It doesn't matter because we're never going to win if we're just lumping the ball into the box and hoping for the best. It's And we, we take the piss out of Sam Allardyce saying, you know, we don't want Big Sam, but this is Sam Allardyce football just implemented worse than Big Sam would implement it. 
let's get into the analysis of the game because actually that question is an interesting one and i think this the game state is a is a conversation to be had because i do feel the the game's feel a little bit like they're all blurring into one because they all feel like very much the same problem. A hundred percent. the same issue. And we're seeing the same mistakes being made over and over again. Um, so, I mean, also just from the lineup, there was no Nelson, which I think was bizarre. I, I mean, I don't know what he's done. I don't know if he's in, apparently he was in. Supposedly he's he not. Get, like, he had a Supposedly knock, he's not. But again, this is what I mean. It's just, it is just getting to a point where, I, where, one of the things that bought Arsene Wenger a hell of a lot of goodwill and leeway and faith was playing the youngsters. You know, we weren't winning the title, but a lot of what you're saying, oh, you know what? We're getting fourth and we're we're challenging for an FA Cup or a Carabao Cup and we're in the Champions League and, you know, he's blooding in some youngsters. But we're not even doing that. Yeah, it's strange. And I, and I and as I said, I, I look at that lineup and I just go... I've, I've literally put on my notes, line up, fucking hell. <laughs> just because it's just so bereft of quality. Runison, Mustafa, Kalasnach, Cedric, Elneny, Sabayos, Willock, Lacazette, question marks over all of those people, football-wise. I'm, I'm not even talking at Arsenal. I'm talking football-wise, questions over whether these guys are technically good enough. You know, mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's bizarre. It's really bizarre. Um... Yes, so we had the lineup. I, yeah, we've, we've been over that. Um, I, it was all City to start off with. I thought they they set up in a really nice, really nice shape. I felt all game to be honest. They were able to. We we again, we're so slow getting out from the back. It's Runison who plays it, often a very risky ball into either El Neni or or Sabios who picks it up. Turns the passing options aren't there. City have shut down our passing lanes. We play it out to the side. City press up another five yards. It's so basic. It's so basic. And to be honest, I pref- like if, if they're going to do that, and if and if and if Arteta is seeing that for the first five minutes, it would send a message. Just start hitting it long, so, or you know, see, see what happens. Stick someone tall up there. Fucking stick Gabriel up front. I don't give a shit. Do something else. This is the problem. It was all City, and then they scored within you know what was it three minutes. And Two the goal, and a half minutes. The goal itself was. I mean, do you want to talk us through it? It was absolutely. Uh, good cross in from Zinchenko. M- Mustafi uh, decides to not head it out and try and let Runison claim it. And Runison does some Superman double punch through the air. Uh, Jesus gets in between the both of them and nods it in. And it's it's pathetic. I think the sad it's like, the saddest part of it is is I laughed. <laughs> yeah, and it's it's like this. And I I saw again. I saw all this on Twitter. We know Mustafi makes these mistakes. Everyone yeah. knows. Why are we not fucking playing Saliba? Because at the end of the day, if Saliba makes that mistake, you are inclined to think he might learn from it. I don't even think Saliba would make that mistake. I wouldn't make that mistake. I'm seeing a ball coming in. I don't know where my goalkeeper is and I don't know where the striker is because I don't have fucking eyes in the back of my head. Now, Runison hasn't called for it because that's the difference. If Runison calls for it, and then doesn't claim it, and Jesus gets there first. That's Runison's fault. But if you listen, if you're what when I was watching and when I was listening, Runison doesn't call for it. Mustafi just decides that it's the keeper's job to come and claim it, even though it's it's fucking half a foot away from his head, and doesn't head it out. That it is simple depend. It's simple defending of just clearing your lines, and this is why I want in January 
like literally nine players sold Arteta and Edu gone because I do not want players like Saliba, like Martinelli, like Saka, like Tierney, like Gabriel corrupted by this idea and philosophy that one, that this is enough and two, that this is how you play football. I actually think Gabriel has a bit of something to answer to on that question as well, because like it, the the ball comes in. I guess he just assumes that Mustafi. I mean, he sort of comes to your point. He sort of assumes that Mustafi's going to hit it, and and he's left absolutely rooted to the spot. And it's it's really bizarre because you get that image of the ball just floating in. Mustafi leaves it. Runison leaves it. Gabriel leaves it, and Jesus has got a free header. And it's it's a really it's really poor. Um, from then on, it's, no. The thing is, I I understand what you're saying, but I don't think you can blame Gabriel at all because any 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 Sunday league competent centre-back would assume in that situation that the other centre-back is going to head that out. Yeah. And like literally anyone, anyone is going to leave Jesus because there's no, because the thing is, right, what you watch for in that next phase of play is if Mustafi heads it out, what Gabriel does is he looks to the edge of the box to see who that ball has gone to to close down that lane. He's expecting to do that. He's expecting to not have to mark Gabriel because Mustafi is going to head it clear. He's expecting to go, okay, where's the ball gone? Who's it gone to? Who do I need to press? Who do I need to mark? But he doesn't, it it baffles me. It genuinely baffles me. Yeah, it's bizarre. I mean, Jesus was causing his problems all night, to be honest. You know, I think there was two, there was two, uh, one from El Nenny, one from Mustafi probably. Uh, I think it was Mustafi, two two fouls on the edge of the box. I mean, just having someone with uh, what 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 really stands out to me from that goal is just the pure ability and the technical, and as well as the mistakes. Like what stands out from City is just look at them on the ball. They are much. We're constantly giving the ball away. We are constantly. Sabios, yeah. I I I'd love to know the stats on it, and and I haven't got them on who scored, but. I'd love to know the stats on Ceballos giving the ball away. I'd love to know the stats on El Nenny giving the ball away. See if you can have a look now. Like it's uh, Ceballos was dispossessed four times. Does that mean give the ball away though? Because he genuinely he passes it out. He passes it to. That's to how many City. times he was. I don't know if that's how many times. I don't think that's how many misplaced passes. But that's how many times the ball was taken off of his feet. Okay. He was, and that's and that's, but that's almost even worse. Like because it, like waylaid passes, I I agree with you. It's fucking horrific, but the fact that you're being stripped of the ball four times is you know. And we used to you know we used to have like Alexis who would get stripped of the ball genuinely about seventeen times a game, mm. but that's because he was trying something. Oh fuck! I, I meant to send it to you. An article popped across my Twitter for some reason, and it was after I think it was after Alexis left, and Bellerin basically came out and said you know that Alexis asked for too much. And this is exactly the problem with this football club hmm. is pe- people like that and players like that. Honestly, I genuinely do not think 90% of that dressing room would survive if they were part of the Invincibles era or part of the, you know, 99, um, was it 98 or 99 yeah. when they won the double or That's the 2002 it. double? You know, you're, 98. You're t- oh yeah, because uh, United's 99 was the triple, wasn't it? The triple. Um, this is what I'm saying, like, the, the famous tri- United tri- triple. Tri- tri- <laughs> the famous triple, treble. That's the right word. Fuck me. Um, you know, Tony Adams, Patrick Vieira, Thierry Henry, Robert Perez, Freddie Lundberg, 
Mark Overmars, uh, Emmanuel Petit, Jens Lehmann, Sol Campbell, all of these players would fucking tear them to shreds if if they had that type of mentality. You know, it's it's just fucking stupid that people like that are still at this club. And do you know what? I, I was a big backer of Bellerin at the end of last season coming into this season because I thought he'd performed well. But I, his time's up again. I think like fucking most of the squad, their time's up at the club and good riddance. Yeah, I'm just trying to find the the lost ball stats because I, I mean it really stuck out to me. I felt like so much so much happened where we'd we'd have the ball, we'd be building up from the back, and just lose it, just fucking lose just it again and again this, and again, genuinely and again and the, again and again and again and again and this, again. The second he receives it on the on the half turn, he's often spraying it either either to the wrong person, to the wrong side to to no one to a city player to to the to the touchline i mean it's poor it's so poor and and this is the thing you know let's not come into the macro conversation yet let's let's let's, just, let's stay on the game the and you know mustafi was playing balls like he's fucking virgil van dyke at one point i'm going mate you're fucking shite you're absolutely sh-. and actually Mustafi has been in the past played well, but at the moment you're an absolutely shite form. I mean, his Play drop simple. off, his drop off has to be talked about as one of the biggest drop offs in history. You're but talking he, about you know, end of last season, he had a few decent games. Mustafi can occasionally play well. His problem has always been mentality. I just he's, don't think he's he cares. brain I don't dead. Think he gives a shit. He's, he's brain dead, especially at Arsenal, because I think, of course, he's brain dead, um, and he's always been liable for a mistake. But I just think that now. He does not, he knows he's leaving. You know, there is a, he rejected the deal in the summer because he knew that no one would come in and fucking buy him. It's bizarre. So he knows he's gone. So he doesn't care. And this is why, this is what makes club decisions even more bizarre. You know, why are we, at the end of the day, Socrates was never, has never been like a, an incredible lights out defender for us. He's never been like unbelievable, incredibly talented, brilliant footballer for us and like somebody that we've really relied on. But he's not let us down as much as Mustafi. Why have we registered Mustafi over him? Mm-hmm. Why have we registered like And while we're on it, he's Mustafi's at, at, at fault for the Laporte goal as well, leaves him. Yeah. It's like it's you know, and, and it's not as if we're going, oh fucking hell, like Mustafi that's a real mistake, he should learn. No, no, he's done this year in, year out. Get rid, mate. The city final, the city final, the city final in the in the in the league cup. He makes the same kind of mistakes again and again and again and again and gets spun again and again and again and again. Yeah. This is what I mean. It's bizarre. It's really bizarre. Um, I mean, I thought once they scored, we, you know, I th- I th- I think something that really stuck out to me last night is like we're such a confidence based team, and when we when the goal went in from Lacazette, which was some great work from Martinelli. I mean, Martinelli. He's, I think, uh, I can't remember who who's on commentary. Alan Smith maybe said, a lot of players in red can learn from this guy. It doesn't matter. Martinelli is much more physically capable than every single player on the pitch. And that's fine, right? See, I don't even know but, if that's true. I just think that he fucking tries. No, but what I'm saying, what I'm saying is, I think regardless, I think he's more technically skilled than most Arsenal players, right? But also... He cares and he tries and he runs. I mean, that's partly because of what we discussed earlier, that he is a player who's going to be here next year. But, you know, like that that ability, that desire, that energy, these players can remain... Because, you know, where's Kolasinac going? You're, going? you're staying at a Premier League club who are hopefully pushing for, you know, top four, top six in the next couple of seasons. No. 
you, you know, where's 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 Mustafi? Go? Maybe Barcelona, you know. <laughs> but could, like, could fucking end up at Barca, like. But you know, where's where's El Neni going? Where would Cedric go? Where would Runison go? Where would Willett go? Where would Ceballos go? You know, these players. This is your opportunity. You're at Arsenal Football Club. Why aren't you trying? I understand maybe you think, oh, I'm not going to be here next year. But then you're like, well, if I can, you can, I think, um, um, I think it's Poz on the Arsenal Vision podcast says, it's so easy to make it even look like you're trying in a football match. Just run around a bit. Like, wh- I don't get it. And Marcinelli is, you know, he's a very, very talented football player. But ultimately, he he tries and he was chasing down balls. There's a few moments where he nearly nearly caught Stefan, the, the Man City keeper off guard. He's pure desire gets us that goal I and mean, it's a decent header from Lacazette fine but it's a pure because he whips one in doesn't happen he chases the ball down gets the second ball I put down here as my, one of my notes Martinelli is the king of the second ball he just cares he just goes for that second ball he goes he tries and tries and tries again he'll and throw when himself you have, into anything when you have players like that you reward them and he will be rewarded and I hope oh, it's yeah. at Arsenal because at the moment if you're him, you're going. Listen, I'm at a club which you know this is my per- this is a perfect opportunity to show myself off as a as a player who can be picked up by a better team because yeah he will be if he if he keeps this up and tr- and and stays if as we do get relegated he, he will go to a big big club oh yeah he'll go and and I think he'll stay in England probably if we get relegated because he's not quite ready for a Barca or Madrid but if he keeps the desire up I think he could get there he's oh, he's God, yeah he's just hungry. And so many of these players are so, and he's not confidence based. He was before the game. He was given it. He was clapping. He was he was talking. This guy's nineteen, eighteen years old. How old he is? He's talking to seasoned professionals who have let themselves down. Who have fully let themselves down. It's disgusting. Yeah, yeah no, hundred percent agree. It's disgusting. I, I think the, the 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 issue with talking about this game is there isn't a lot to talk about other than regurgitating the same old things, but saying this is the issue, right? We came up against a good team tonight. We haven't played a good team since we played City and Liverpool in the league. United, you could say yes, but they weren't really on form when we played them. So, I mean, Spurs are good at what they do, but... Spurs, yeah, Spurs are good at what they do, but they're not like a technically gifted good team who are uh, who are almost going to match the style that Mikel wants to play. Mikel wants to... They're not going to cut you open. Mikel wants to keep the ball and do like... And try and do things with the ball, whether it's fucking three centre-backs or five at the back or whatever. We came up against the team tonight that are going to do that. And they did it much, much better than us. And this is, this. I think this is the telling um, moment for, for me. Well, I, I mean, I, I knew this fucking 12 games ago. It's just surprised that Mikel. I think this hopefully is a telling moment for Mikel that in a, in games where teams are going to try and keep the ball and they want to play that style of football, they want to play the style of football that you want to play. They're better than you, so why are you playing like that? Mm. You know. I thought once our goal went in, um, immediately we were running more. We had more confidence. It was bizarre. You know, it was such a confidence based team. It's incredible. Um, I did feel. <sighs> Part of our problem is, as I've discussed, is is Sabas and El Nenny are so technically poor, or can be so technically poor, because actually Sabas has has really good te- is, is technically great, but he's so wayward sometimes. It's so bizarre, like it's almost like he just like he's so flappy and like a bit all over the place and just plays strange balls. 
Um, I thought we were growing into the game, but we were 30 yards away from where it where it mattered essentially you know we there was no no one in the center circle there was Elneny and Sabahis were so flat there was no angles to play it around and eventually that confidence goes and we invite the pressure back from City mm. they get the free kick and fucking El Runison I mean you know <laughs> here we are again do you know what I mean it's just like as we discussed you know he's uh, this isn't helping my Runison isn't that bad agenda I'll be honest perfect third choice keeper definitely not <laughs> shouldn't be playing games against Man City. Yeah. I mean, if you're Matt Macy, you must be fuming. I think, yeah. I just, there's no, I can't, there's nothing else to say. Like, like, Brad's too angry to speak. It's no, he's fucking, also, sick, he, we bought him from 16th place Dijon and he wasn't even starting for them. What did we, what do we expect? Yeah. And this is why I mean, if we do sack Mikel, we need to sack Edu and we need to sack 10 of the players as in just sell them in January or sell them in the summer because Edu is the one or and Vinay as well all of these people are the ones sanctioning these deals whether it's a two million pound bargain or not there is a difference between a two million pound bargain like Rob Holding who okay is not a lights out centre-back should not be starting or ever captaining Arsenal football club but could easily start at a bottom five team in the league Runison, I genuinely don't think he starts at any other team in the league or even his second choice at any other team in the league. He's like championship level. This is the difference. And it is no surprise that it was always known that Arsene Wenger had a hell of a lot of say in transfers. It is no surprise that after Wenger has gone and we've dismantled our scouting network, are if you talk about the players that we've bought, the percentage of players that we've bought that have actually come good for us is fucking horrific. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, yep, their their second went in um, with Mares. Uh, I thought their third with was it Foden who chipped Runison again. Poor from Runison. I, 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 to be honest, it was it, offside. It was offside, was but offside. also it was just pure quality and ability. Again, you know, just yeah, that beats us out every time. Um, I thought Pepe looked lively for, for, for moments in the game. Um, you know, he, he looked like he was trying to get something done. But again, he's just so isolated, so uh, disconnected. There's such a lack of connection with anyone in that sense. You know, we haven't got anyone in that central space. is interesting yeah. that, you know, Smith Rowe comes on and plays one through ball pass and he looks like fucking Messi. Um, there was a... I mean, you just, you know, you look at their bench and they bring on Aguero or... or even you know Carl Walker, you know Ferran Torres, you know like the, they're just a lot better than us. So I'm not particularly annoyed about the results, but I think it is again. It's we knew so, we were going to lose. Yeah, but, we it's, knew, but like, it's it's the even manner if we played it's the manner in which full we, strength squad. It's yeah. the manner in which we lose, which is the same. Even way if we again. play party, we play Leno, we play uh, David Luiz, we play Mari, we play you know all of these players who are are kind of like first choices in a lot of these positions. We're still likely to lose the game, but it is. The the way in which we've lost it, and and the fact that we've not given the opportunities to people, for sure. Um, and then finally, well, no, they had the what was it the um, the Laporte goal, which again was just you know I think by that point I'd kind of switched off. I was just a bit like, oh mate, I, I'm not even gonna lie to you, I didn't watch the last ten minutes. Yeah, it just it just it gets so depressing. It gets so depressing, and you just sat there it's going, pointless. It's ab- absolutely pointless. Yeah. It's it, why, like, 
we're 4-1 down. We look shit. I, I know what we're going to talk about on the podcast. So, <laughs> as in like, it's not, I can dissect 80 minutes of football. Nothing's going to change. Yeah. In the last, what, 10 minutes? Well, you might have, you might have, in which case, you might have missed the uh, Kolasinac 80th minute when um, Balligan's cleaned through. Oh, no, that's when I switched off. That was okay. the moment that I decided. <laughs> I, think that's, no. I think that's fair enough. That I was, that I, li- I, wa- I watched that happen and I was like, nah, I'm done. Balligan's cleaned through in the inside right channel. Yeah. And um, yeah, and Kolasinac has the easiest pass. And just turns. And I think that sums it up. There's another one of El Nenny where we're breaking and El Nenny just turns and plays it back. It's um it's a team devoid of confidence, quality, ideas. Okay, but one it's of my issues with this is bizarre. it's I understand the whole confidence thing, right? But there has to come a point where you recognize that we're doing this in games that we're doing this every game. It, I don't think it's just confidence. It is instruction because as much as you could say, okay, Kalazanak doesn't play that killer pass because he doesn't have the confidence. But El Neri in that moment has three players in front of him. I think one player to the side of him. There's masses of space. It's an easy pass to make, but makes the decision to turn around, to play it back, to keep the ball. It is instruction because we're seeing this on a regular basis and on a regular occasion. In the moments like those Kalazanak ones, I agree with you. That's because a player lacks the confidence to play that through ball. But in 60 to 70 to 80% of the game, when we are deciding to turn around and to play it back to the centre-back or to turn around and to play it back to the goalkeeper and play in that fucking horseshoe shape, that is instruction. They are being instructed to do it. And whether I don't care if Mikel Arteta doesn't have the confidence in his team. I don't give a shit. The horseshoe isn't working fucking change it yeah but i do think confidence is probably a bigger factor than maybe maybe you've said there because i think you know kalasnach doesn't play that because he doesn't have the quality and if you don't have the quality you won't have the confidence to play the ball that's it these things are all these oh, I things agree are all with linked. that i agree with that but that's what i'm saying but that type of ball that kalasnach type of ball is different to the el nenny one because there's pressure on on that Kalasanac. And by the way, I'm saying Kalasanac doesn't have the quality to play that ball. It's the simplest ball ever, and I'm saying Kalasanac doesn't have that quality. <laughs> it's fucking mental. But what I'm saying is, is that ball is the is is to create a goal scoring opportunity in the final third. If he fucks it up, he's going to come under more heat than if he turns around, passes it to somebody else, and they try and create an opportunity elsewhere, as in from fans or from whoever. The Elneny one is worse. Because it is a, it, he's not being like relentlessly pressed. It is a a diligent and decisive decision where yeah. he has seen the options, seen the plethora of options in front of him and turned himself around and passed it back. And that is when it becomes instruction rather than confidence. Because there is a difference between the confidence to thread that easy through ball and to pass it five yards to an unmarked player. Do you think Gabrielle's new shit hair is confidence-based or instruction-based? Uh, do you reckon Arteta told him to do it? I reckon he's just trying to cover up the hairline, bro. <laughs> Mate, he, he, he will be bald by the end of the year from stress. Yeah. I don't want to spend too much time on this specific thing, but I do think we should talk about it because it's, it's something that, that will come up after every single game. Here's where I'm at. I've said before, 
we're damned if we do, we're damned if we don't. Uh, we whatever the fucking phrase is. We're damned if we do, we're damned if we don't. There we go. Mm-hmm. The I think do I believe there's a coach who could do better with these players than Arteta? Yes. Yes. Obviously. Do I believe sacking Arteta would change our fortunes in the short term and probably medium term? Yes. Do I think do do I think actually that that is the right decision? Don't know. Do I think there's more pressing problems than Arteta? 100%. So I believe genuinely like we have what 7 8 days to go to the January transfer window. There's a part of me going this is make or break. Like this 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 next January transfer window and I, I think you know everyone goes this next transfer window is the is the most important. But I think this this transfer window might actually be the most important that we've ever seen as in the modern era in the maybe in the Emirates era as Arsenal fans. Mm-hmm. Potentially maybe the the 15-16 one or whatever it was where we just signed check that was stupid. Maybe some others that I'm not thinking of, but I think this one is decisive. We're we're going to be 15th, 16th in the league. We might even be in the relegation zone by the time we get there if we lose against Chelsea, right? Mm-hmm. If we don't see significant investment, significant because I don't like I was saying this um uh, last night like if we have to pay an extra 5-10 million for a player in January that we wouldn't have paid in the summer unlucky I'm sure in fault for not buy him in the summer you've you've made this you've made this problem yourselves you've known that this squad is not good enough for for a lot and by you I mean Stan Kroenke and I mean Ivan Gazidis and I mean Raul Sanyehi but ultimately they've left now so it's on Stan Kroenke and and Edu and Vinay because they're not but, as in like they've had a transfer window they're not new into the but, club but I, if I, they really I'm, believed I'm withholding they should I, have I'm, I'm withholding my judgement and I'm withholding my calls for Edu and Vinay and Arteta and stuff to go yeah but I, I think Vinay is different Vinay is different to Edu because Vinay has been at the club a new, for a he's long in a new month. position though doesn't matter doesn't, it, again, it does like, matter he, he's in a new position that is the redressing of what he already was doing he was still massively involved in the running of the club during the gazidis era and so and i'm not absolving him and i'm not absolving him but what i'm saying is is he's this is the first time he's in a position of ultimate power whereby he can sign off on these deals that's the first time beforehand it had to go had to go through the person who is ultimately who's going to sign off on these deals right so so i'm withholding my judgment until the end of the january transfer window to to go in on edu vinay and arteta right uh, interestingly, uh, interestingly, Arteta has distanced himself and said that Edu is the person who's handling January, which I think is a bit of a red flag because I'm going, okay, so you're absolving yourself of responsibility. If this doesn't quite work out, fine. This is the thing. I have no sympathy for Stan Kroenke if he needs to pay another 5, 10, 15 million on top of whatever for a player. The situation, we have to sort out the Saliba situation, the Ozil situation. Mm-hmm. The Mustafi situation, Socrates, Kalasanach, like all of that ilk of player, because we're hearing fractions. If you have a massive squad and half of them aren't playing, there's going to be problems at the training ground. So if you don't deal with these things, whether it's pay off their contract, whether mm-hmm. it's find them a new club, whether it's whatever it is, if you don't sort it out in January, I have very, very little sympathy for you. Because ultimately you're in this position where you have a football club, and this is this is directly to San Kroenke. You have a football club which is in desperate need of investment, is in desperate need of of change and has been and is in that position because you have mismanaged it for so long because you have put the wrong people in charge. Ultimately, the buck stops with him. 
those wrong people have made the wrong decisions. The Rausanyahis, the Ivan Gazidises, the the you know whoever whoever you want to say who it is now. Ultimately, in my eyes, Edu took full reign of the transfers middle of last summer window, which is not enough time. Okay, full reign. And now I'm not saying he wasn't involved before. I'm just saying he he because because Edu might have had 400 ideas. It doesn't matter. Ultimately. Raul would have signed off on it. Raul would have been the person who said, okay, this is what we're doing. Okay. So I'm giving them until this January transfer window. If we're looking at those players since since then, we're looking at Gabrielle, we're looking at Party, we're looking at Willian. Okay. Really. And it's two out of three. And Runison. And Runison. Okay. So it, yeah. Okay. Fine. So it's sort of two out of four at the moment. Okay. So until the end of that window, I'm withholding my judgment. If we get to the end, this is my point. If we get to the end of that window, we have not dealt with the Ozil situation. We have not dealt with the Saliba situation. We've not got rid of at least one of or two of Socrates, Kalasanach, those sort of players, dealt with those situations. If we've not got those people out of the club and brought in significant players, a creative midfielder, and probably at minimum a properly good creative midfielder who can come in straight away, and the and maybe a, a centre back or, or or some other investment. If those things don't happen, because they are they we've been told that that's what they want to do. We have been it's clear that 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 is what they need to do. If they don't do that, then all bets are off for me. Like I'm I'm going okay. So at that point, then you actually don't really. I'm questioning whether you care, Kronky. I'm I'm questioning whether Edu has the Edu has the skill. I'm questioning. No, but Alex, I don't. They've not cared for years. Of course, they don't care. It's money. But they've just invested fifty million pounds of their money. This is this is what I'm saying. It's mixed messages. Yes, but okay, but Alex, there there is a there is a difference between asset protection and caring about an asset. If he cared about the club, he wouldn't put us up as collateral damage for a four billion pound stadium in the US. There is a difference between asset protection and actually caring. They have put the bare minimum in for years. Fifty million pounds of their own investment since they took a majority share in this club is a joke. It's a joke. But, they, but they've put in a self-sustaining model, which up until now, they have let the wrong people manage. And I think, in my opinion, there could be a version of this. Sorry, I'm nearly finished. There could be a version of this where they have realised that's not worked and they are now moving towards being more involved with Tim Lewis, with the investment of, of party. So I'm I'm holding my judgment off till January is what I'm saying. Of course. Of course. Yes, I understand this. Okay. My judgment is done. I don't think you can give them January because what's going to change? Loads. Real, you have to. We have to be realistic about this. No, no, no. You, you. We have to be realistic about this situation. We didn't pay off the Ozil contract in the summer because it's eighteen and a half million pounds. We're not going to pay it off now. It's not going to happen. We're not going to pay off contracts of Mustafi. We're not going to pay off contracts of Kalazanak because again, that's more money. That we need, it's just not going to happen. The only way that we get these players out of our club is if we sell them. And it will either be for free or it'll be for two or three million pounds. Even if we get rid of all these players and we bring in um, a creative midfielder and let's say, I don't know, a, a forward option because. I struggle to know where we even need to strengthen this squad because it feels like we need a brand new, fresh 11 players. There will still be the teething issue. This is the issue, right? The players aren't the only issue. 
Arteta is an issue and Edu is an issue. The three of them, the, those three issues combined creates the Arsenal enigma because it is the fact that we've not seen a change in fo- in formations, in tactics, in style of play. That is a big, big issue. The fact that the players don't give a shit and are terrible is a big, big issue. The fact that we we were two for four in the summer for signings and we realistically needed to get more players out and bring more players in is an issue. It is not a situation now where only doing one of the three things is going to fix the whole problem. And if, say for example, we give them January and they bring in, uh, they, they get rid of, let's say they get rid of Mustafi because he's only got six months left and they get rid of um, Kalazanak. So they get rid of those two players. Let's be optimistic that they're able to do those things. Oh, and Socrates because he's not registered. Let's say those three and they bring in, let's say, uh, like a fucking Buendia or an Arawal or whatever. They bring in a creative midfielder. That does not fix the issue that we're not playing a £30 million highly rated French centre-back prospect. We have stuck with the same tactics for the last 12 games that have got us, what, four, three, four points from the last 12 games. But that's also including cup games, so it's a bit difficult to cut points. Um, We aren't fixing any of these issues just by signing players. There is a lot of issues that stem from the tactics being employed by a manager who unfortunately has proven himself to be incapable of performing in this role now because what we saw is a new manager bump we saw players want to fight for the manager players want to impress and now they're comfortable again i think we forget sometimes football is a results-based game and is a game where 11 men go up against 11 men for me i'm not ignoring the problem of arteta i'm just saying it's not for me the primary problem i was this I think I don't think either are as bad as the other. I don't think I. Don't, I think it's it's again it's it's. I see a lot of fans doing this. It is. Um, there's a. I'm trying to find a word. Uh, Shambles. No, it's it's part. You're 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 not you're not associating the right amount of blame with Arteta. It is fifty fifty. The players are letting him down. So either stop picking the players or change the tactics to try and elicit a different response. But he is not doing either of those things. It is 50-50. If we're talking about performances on the pitch, we can blame about the, the, the transfers and all that in transfer windows if we don't get things right. But right now, there are two things that we can change. We can change the tactics and we can change the players that we play. Neither of those are happening. So we need to change the manager to somebody who is going to change the tactics and going to change the players that play. Uh, it's it's now no longer a time of, okay, we need to give him another month and another transfer window. We are 15th, possibly even 16th. I don't even know anymore, right? Burnley have had the worst start to a Premier League season. or to, No, it's not even into a top flight season in their club's history of two points off us or something with a game in hand. Like, we are so close to the relegation zone, it is now a joke for any Arsenal fan to try and claim that we should keep a manager that has led us down this path. Because that's what that's what he has done. He is 50% responsible 
by setting out the tactics and setting out the players to play a certain way, whether they don't pick players that let you down. And he's proven again and again and again that he is full of shit. What, where is this whole idea of, what, what was the word he used? The unbreakables or the, the unmovables or something in the summer? Where, oh, the on, non-negotiables. The non-negotiables. Where's the non-negotiables now? Where's the non-negotiables? Okay. It's fucking I, nowhere. I, I understand that and I, I really respect your opinion. I just, I view it and I suppose if we imagine it almost like a, like a possession bar, like, you know, it's, it's where you apportion how much of your, you know, 50% or where, where the bar stops or the pie chart of it, whatever. Yeah. For me, I view it as almost like a list of problems. Okay. And, and I see Arteta as maybe our third third most problematic problem although the although the list is massively linked what's one and two then one is the players and two is the mismanagement of the club that that's as in over an, a, a period okay. of years so but let's what, speak and, let's speak in the very short term about the fact that arsenal football club for the first time in their premier league history looked like they could get relegated the mismanagement of the last couple of years leads to this, but right now doesn't matter because there's nothing. You don't own a you don't own a DeLorean. We can't go and change it. So the two biggest issues are the players and Arteta because they are the two things that are malleable within this football club right now. We're not going to get San Kroenke out because he owns the club unless we get relegated. If we get relegated, he genuinely might sell us because the asset will depreciate. The two biggest issues are the players and the manager. So what do we need to do? Change both the players and the manager. It is, it is okay, in my opinion, but I do not see, I, I, this, uh, this is why I don't understand your opinion. Arteta has a squad that's over the 25 limit. He's got 25 players and we are consistently see, we're consistently seeing him favour and play players that are not performing and that aren't giving him what he wants and playing tactics that aren't working and aren't giving him what he wants. Okay, yes, the players are a part of that, but that's still down to him because he picks the 11 and he sets out the tactics. It 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 is indefensible to say that it is anything but 50-50 on both sides because at least other managers when things aren't going well are trying to change things and are trying to adapt things or at least trying to play different players. Freddie had it right in his last game when um at Everton. When you had, uh, it was Freddie versus Duncan Ferguson. You had Arteta and Carlo Ancelotti in the stands in that he played, fuck, he just played the kids. Smith Rowe got his first start. Arteta is not doing this. Uh, he, we are, he is claiming it is a long-term project, but playing win-now players. He is garnering no faith from the fans. He is being tactically irresponsible and naive. And it is frankly, if... We've and the fact the thing that annoys me, and I'm not annoyed with you, but annoys me with a lot of Arsenal fans because I I, I at least at least you have um, substance behind your argument. Like we can talk about this, and you will give me reasons that I can understand and and re, like realize. But if Mikel Arteta speaks like Unai Emery or looks like Unai Emery, Mikel Arteta is already out of a job. The fact that he can communicate communicate well and is handsome has saved his job so far. It is no longer like we can't, we're not going to change enough of the players in January to fix the whole issue. So we need a fresh manager bump and we need to sign two players in January, which is the most that we can hope for and hope that things get better. 
And then in the summer, we we can sort out the multitude of issues that are currently inside Arsenal Football Club. But it is not a big enough change to just say, we'll get out two players, we'll get in two players and we'll see what happens. Because the longer that we let this go on, Mikel could turn this around. I know he could. Like it's it's entirely possible. But the longer that we get further and further away from safety, we, we're currently projected to come out with something like 37 or 38 points, which isn't even the 40 point safety barrier that people think that you need to get to avoid relegation. The longer that we get let this go on, the worse it could get. I am now no longer willing to risk that. At the end of the day, if you get um, uh, like an infection, if you get meningitis, they'll cut off your leg to save your life. You could also recover. You might recover and you might not have to have your leg cut off. But what chance are you taking? Are you going to risk the fact that you could potentially die? Or are you going to say, yeah, do you know what? Take my leg and I'll survive. This is the situation. It is now no longer a... Oh, we need to. Ju- we need massive, whole-scale change now, and it needs to be a big, big. It's 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 a tough decision because, I, like, I have a lot of love for Arteta for the last six for the six months before this season started. That makes me conflicted in saying this, but it is now a situation where we need massive, massive wholesale change, and Arteta is a big, big part of the reason that we need that. Eleven players go out on the pitch, and those eleven players have been let's take the 11 from last night so Mustafi Kalasnach Elneny Ceballos Maitland-Niles Willock Lacazette and Martinelli were all signed before Arteta got here right you're asking the doctor to come in and fix a leg that's already got meningitis mm-hmm. what I'm saying is and, and, I, and I I and, and save a leg that's already got meningitis what I'm saying is this doctor may not be right for okay for this for this leg or to fix this body right this doctor may not be and actually that's fine but what i'm saying is let's give this doctor a chance to save this leg with some new medicine before we decide that this doctor isn't right for this body right but we've already given it that we've but already we given haven't. That this chance. is the problem we have we haven't people yes, are- we- alex alex we're in december we're, we're in december and we are 15th in the league you you the problem is 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 a very blurry line and it's a very blurry thing around who has been responsible for this, right? We've had a long... You have to take a look at an, a long, longer context and a longer history of all this, right? I've said, I've said already in this podcast, I believe sacking the manager would change our fortunes. I agree with that. But what I'm saying is we're looking at a longer, more sustained change. The things that we hear about Arteta, the club, the processes that he's putting in place, the things that he's doing... A, take a long time to do and B, supposedly, according to much better football brains than ours, people much closer to the operation than ours, are happy with. I'm saying that this doctor, this guy who is trying to fix this this dying patient, and we are dying, let's put that out there. This, This doctor has not had enough time as the head doctor to fix the problems. This doctor has not enough had not enough time as the person who changes the supply chains of the medicine. This person has not had enough time as the person who decides which bed the patient sleeps in, who just did to decide, you know, how much the how much morphine the patient's getting. He's had enough time, okay, maybe in the room, but he's not had enough time in charge and the people around him in charge, right? They have had basically in terms of the players and the and for me the primary problem is the playing staff, the players are the problem that for me is the problem, and I understand you, you thinking it's both of them. I think he is a problem. I think Arteta picking the tactics and the team is is a problem. But what I'm saying is the players, 
are for me the primary issue. So until the players until he's been given a fair whack, which for me is January, right? Until he's been given a fair whack. If things don't turn around by February, I'm with you, mate. I'm all in. I'm all in on Arteta out. If we if we get to February and we're still in the same position, Arteta's got two more players in, got some more players out, has been able to make some more changes and all that sorts of thing, then I am with you. But he has not had enough time with this with this current executive structure, which changed in August. He has not had the time to sort out this squad. Uh, I've got a few issues with that. You say that uh, people with better footballing brains than us uh, are saying that, you know, that he's doing a great job and that they see a beautiful future and they want, want it in charge. Who are those people? Pep Guardiola. No, Pep Guardiola said he, says that he's a good coach. No, nope. last night Pep Guardiola said, and I will quote. Because also Pep Guardiola doesn't set out our tactics, isn't on our training field. Sacking Arteta would be a big mistake, Pep Guardiola. Pep Guardiola urges Arsenal to keep faith with boss. Friends with Mikel Arteta. Okay, but it, Brad, it's Pep Guardiola. Are you going to say you Again, know more about football than him? No, but what I'm saying is, is Pep Guardiola, Pep Guardiola is not giving an objective opinion of a friend that worked under him because Pep Guardiola is not involved in Arsenal Football Club. Pep Guardiola doesn't know if he's a good coach in the back room with our players as a manager rather than as an assistant manager because he is not there to witness it. And Alex... The issue is, is you're saying he hasn't had enough time. We've been playing with the man for a year and we look worse now than we did when we started because he started implementing his own tactics that aren't working. All right. Here's the issue. He could have January and I get I, I, I agree with you. He could have January and turn this around completely. But there is just as much chance that we get to the beginning of February and we're at 18th six points off safety, and we've wasted two and a half months. One of the big things about when we signed Arteta, and one of the reasons I think Poch lost his job before he deserved to, is that Tottenham looked at us, saw how poor we were, and saw that we were getting very close to sacking our manager. And there were there were a few managers in the offing at the time, and one of them was Jose Mourinho, and we were linked with Jose Mourinho. So Tottenham sacked their manager and within 12 hours got Mourinho in because they knew that across the road in North London, there was the opportunity. I never want Mourinho at my club. I think he's a cancer. But there was always the opportunity that we sacked our manager first and got the manager that they wanted in. It's the same situation. Oli could go at United. And then if they get Poch in, or if they get, you know, Allegri in or somebody, it narrows down our options. And then we're two months later than everyone else. We're, we're two months later to making a deci- decision that we were 50. I'm 50% sure that we're probably going to have to make at the end of February anyway. It just gets to the point where I know they only had from August and I understand this. This isn't a regular season. The window didn't close on September the 1st. So they have had a full, they had, as in this new structure, they've had a full summer. With Edu in the technical director role, they had a January in which, you know, we brought in Mari and Cedric, who currently haven't increased our fortunes. Arteta has had us training and playing f- for 12 months now 
we're worse than when he took over. When we're, we're, it's pretty much the same situation, if not worse. Emery never took us to 15th at this late stage, I don't think. I don't think we were 15th when Arteta took over. And yes, I, I will concede that is because of the playing staff. But don't pick the same players then. We've seen players like Smith Rowe, like Balogun, like what are his options all of these no like all of these young players martinelli caring running dying because they want to impress so fucking play them change the tactics the thing is is you absolve him of a lot of responsibility by saying what are his options he has a lot of them he could change any of his tactics if he wanted he could change the fact that he plays willie and more than my nan goes to church on a sunday like or sings hymns or sings hymns, but the the reason that I think that it's it's you we he we needed we need to get a new manager in for six months and then plan f- to get a new manager in in the summer and start the rebuild on January the first. Is I don't want to waste another transfer window. I don't want to waste this January buying players for a manager that has already to me conveyed himself to be incompetent and incapable so start planning for the next one because i don't want to waste 40 million pounds signing two players in january that if we have to sack him in february because again he continues this trail of incompetency we then don't need i don't want another situation where we have a fucking granite Xhaka who's a player that Arteta might never have signed or a Sabayos or a um, a Lacazette or a Kalazanak or a Mustafi or all of these players that this manager hasn't signed. I don't want these situations where you then have a player that doesn't suit the play style of the next manager that's going to come in because it's not just a question of the players now. It, it, it was a question of the players at first, 100%. You could have laid 100% of blame at the players at first. But the fact that he has not tried to elicit change in the way that they play football, in the changing of the tactics and the changing of the playing squad, is now the reason why it is time to cut ties and try to... We need we need a new manager bump, mate. We're 15th, it's December the 23rd, and we look like we're on course, not only, I mean, for our lowest Premier League position ever, but we look like we're on course to barely beat the drop. That You're- is not just a question of playing stuff. You're you're right. This season is over. So that's why I'm saying let's give him until the end of the January transfer window, until the beginning of February, see what happens. And then nah. let's get someone into the end of the season, give us a save and we'll see what happens. Listen, we, we won't agree on this and that's fine. But the the ultimately 11 players go out there on the pitch and you're not telling me that picked by a manager. Yeah, they are picked by a manager. With tactics picked by a manager. They are, they are tactics picked by a manager. But I'm saying that you're telling me that Mustafi, World Cup winner, El Neni, in- Egyptian international. You're telling me Ceballos, Spanish international. Ha- not, not a full cap Spanish know, international. Play, he played for the under 23. Bosnia international. I could play for Bosnia if I changed my, my, my designation. <laughs> like I've been to Bosnia. It's a tiny fucking country. Maitland Niles played for England. Lacazette used to. Willick's played for under-21s. Martinelli is playing for under-21s. Suarez is used to play for... What I'm saying is we're finding that most of these players used to be but the th- Okay, okay. So they Here's the thing with this off. issue, though. He rarely starts Suarez. Rarely starts Willock. Rarely starts Maitland-Niles. 
And then yeah, he plays other international players who who are still letting him Brazilians, down. Brazilians, uh, Brazilian William, does he play for the Brazilian national setup? Probably used to at some point. Yeah, probably used to at some point when he was good when he came from Shakhtar to Chelsea, but doesn't anymore. Lacazette hasn't started a game for France in like four years because Giroud starts you know, over him. This is the issue but, you're saying. But these aren't shit. These aren't shit players. They they are letting themselves down. That's the primary problem. Of course, but the no 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 no. But the players that you're talking about, Maitland Niles, have only just started to play for the club again. Maitland Niles have played something like four minutes of Premier League football since the squad registration date up until Bellerin got suspended. Okay, but this is tenuous. You know what I meant. Last night... No, it's not, Alex, because you're pulling on ideas. We're talking about a 12-game rot. You're talking about a 12-game rot and saying, well, because he started out... like, No, (laughs) you can't say, like, well, Ainsley's an international. He hasn't been fucking playing him, mate. Okay, okay, but fine. But what I'm saying is he's... The point of what my point was was that he's starting international players. These aren't like... These are players who are letting themselves down. Okay. And what do those international players have? Uh, more money than us. Different managers with different tactics. Listen, Brad, we're not going to agree. We're not going to agree. That's fine. Uh, I was going to get some questions, but we've, we're already 10 minutes over, so we should, we should probably end it there. We should probably end it there, mate. Uh, Lovely as always. <laughs> I do love you, mate. I do. I love can't you. wait to. Look all, back I on love this, this discourse. I, I I can't wait to look back on this podcast when Arteta has won the Premier League in two years' time, and just hear you just just eat your words. I can't wait. I can't wait to watch this in two leagues' time when we're playing Sunderland in League One at the Stadium of Light. Yeah, that's probably more likely. Uh, all right, boys. Pleasure. All right. Thanks. See you in a bit, mate. Bye bye. Bye bye. Thank you so much for listening to the Different Knock podcast. If you enjoyed that and you want to hear some more, please subscribe or follow us on whatever platform you use for a new podcast after every match. If you want to support the show, check us out on Patreon and find us on Twitter at Diffnock. Thanks. Podcast Network.